You and look so good today. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, it's like there's a slut dying to come out of well, me. Well, I have like a little leopard. bit of a, a little bit of a slut here. Is it like, le- but it's like leopard and lace. It's like a like, touch, a touch of the slut. Yes, yeah, like we like that. Let's start the episode how we start every episode. How is your stomach doing? (laughs) Do you want to know something crazy? This morning while I was like, I was like watching the view YouTube and uh, my stomach started killing me. Like I'm, I'm talking like I was sweating and I was like, I'm going to have to take a gravel. Like this is, it came out of nowhere. And then I realized like, I think it's, fully become a mental thing now where when i when i think about doing this podcast i get sick to my stomach (laughs) (laughs) but i thought the only way to break this is to you know how you like sweat out or you whatever you sweat out a fever i don't know i don't know the lingo i'm not a i'm not a doctor yeah i was like i just need to sweat this out so i didn't take a gravel or anything I sat there and I sweated it out and it came out on the other side. Now I'm fine. And I had chicken fingers and salad for dinner and I feel fine. <laughs> so you turned up the heat in the apartment, you put on <laughs> hot topics and you sat in your a puddle of your own sweat and you said, okay, I'm ready. Exactly. And, uh, and I'm happy to report I feel fine now. Okay. I'm glad to hear that. I'm sure everyone listening is especially <laughs> glad to hear that did you eat anything today i just but, oh, i yeah, just had sorry. chicken fingers and salad i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> which is ironic because as we know the two things that made me really sick were one salad and two chicken and so i went back to the scene of the crime yeah i went back to the scene of the crime and i'm and i'm doing well Speaking of crime, Alyssa Farrah Griffin made her debut on the... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, she did. Since our last episode, there were some new developments with Deja the View. If you're following us on Twitter, you may have seen that someone um, did tag (laughs) Alyssa in a tweet with us, which prompted her to follow Deja the View... We have one rule at Deja the View, and that is we are the documentary crew. (laughs) We are not trying to be in the show. We cannot intervene. We're merely bystanders. We're merely merely bystanders. And by that, I mean, if you don't meet our standards, bye. (laughs) (laughs) We had this, you know spiral when that happened we were driving from niagara i'm always behind the wheel of a car when something (laughs) happens with a view host i'll just say that and and almost every single time our friend katie has been in the car (laughs) as well (laughs) but yeah anyways Alyssa followed us sent us into a spiral because we were like oh shit we just like said that she's the worst monster to ever be on the view 
and talked so much shit about her. And now there's a chance that she's going to hear it. And Mm -hmm. it, I don't know, it made me, I do think in the last episode, like, I did forget a little bit that none of this matters. I will say that. Yes, it's easy to get carried away. So I think, like, I was a little bit extra nasty. (laughs) (laughs) Although, like, I feel the way I feel. Like, I don't think that a Trump worker should be on The View. Yes. But then... (laughs) She unfollowed us after two weeks, so I have to assume maybe she did listen to the episode. She was like, ooh, cool podcast about The View, and then was like, oh no, this is not for me. This is not for me, yeah. <laughs> and that's and that's fair. That's Alyssa <laughs> It is Alyssa Fair. And here's the thing. Sometimes you get on a hot mic, and I don't mean you, I mean the general you, you know, uh, Sometimes you get on a hot mic, you get carried away with making jokes, calling someone uh, Alyssa Pheromone Edwards. Um, and we'll continue and then, to and, do so. And we'll continue to do so. But then and then you think about it and you think, because you don't think that they're going to listen. We're, we're just having fun here. We're yeah. amongst friends. You know, this is a safe space. Uh, never in a million years would I have thought that Alyssa would listen. And then it scared me when I was... Uh, barreling down the highway and you told me that she had followed us but there, there's nothing to do let go and let god what's said has been said and all we can do is move forward and be kinder <laughs> kindness. kindness kindness that is the message kindness so and then she unfollowed so you know maybe l- n- kindness or not who, who you know <laughs> Who knows? (laughs) Nothing really matters, does it? Yeah. I mean, rest in peace to that era. It was a crazy era, but like I mean whether we had whether we had uh delivered the message in a kinder way or not, do we really think that she was gonna take an hour once a month, (laughs) an hour and listen to this? No. (laughs) So yeah, you know. No. In the words of one of Pop's most biggest superstar groups out of the UK, Bewitched. (laughs) Say la vie. Say la vie. Some people say I look like me dad. (laughs) Okay, well, Alyssa isn't the only new thing at The View. The set has got a little bit of a pink hue going on. Uh, as opposed to the regular kind of white and blue mm-hmm. tones. What are you thinking of the the view rosé? <laughs> I like the new set, but I don't know if I love the new table. Oh. I I the feel the old table. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the new old table. I found myself distracted by the the like the view emblem in the front. It's a little flashy. I don't think we need that much flash happening in the front when you have those fabulous ladies in the back. (laughs) You know, I think you're responding to probably also the size of the table because Mm -hmm. they, up until this season, were still doing one of the pandemic versions of the table with like the, they, with a more than a few leafs in it. The super sized. 
The final supper table. Yeah. Yeah. And while we're on the topic, we no longer are sitting on swivel stools mm-hmm. and we have brand new kitchen counter <laughs> white stools <laughs> with a back and four legs. Reported on in Entertainment Weekly by Joey Nolfi, the new seats do not have a swivel base attached to them as the previous set did. Each Mm -hmm. chair has four tall legs fixed to the ground, while the earlier seating had one central leg with a rotating cushion. (laughs) Entertainment Weekly has learned that the Season 26 table is smaller than it has been in the past, so the new chairs were needed. However, when deciding on a new design for the set, the team kept the accessibility of the chairs in mind and ultimately chose furniture that was more stable. Now, you will remember last season, Joy did have a fall. Yes. So you can see why it was necessary to bring in a more stable furniture arrangement. Yes, the the four tall slim legs as opposed to the one (laughs) swivel leg does make me feel safer. Right. Well, the chairs and table were not the only thing that has gotten a bit of a style upgrade recently, (laughs) because I would be remiss if we did not talk about Joy's style evolution. Yes. And the fact that Whoopi does not miss an opportunity to compliment Joy, Mm -hmm. the pink suit. Pop, pop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. Oh, what a relief it is. You looking at me? I am. <laughs> I am. I feel better. My stomach just settled down. It's the Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> Look up in Two, the debut of Joy Behar in jeans. Before we do anything, I need Joy to stand up so everybody oh, no. can see that she's yes, in these fantastic jeans. Come on, Joy. Come on, People, you look amazing. People amazing. went crazy backstage. I want everybody to see the joy that you are. She has jeans on. Jeans. Never been Jean. <laughs> so what do you think is going on? Why is Joy getting so adventurous with her her clothing well the logical explanation is the one that joy gave which is that the stylist for the show is like pushing her out of the black clothing and forcing her into the the world of color and denim but i also think that she's feeling herself and i think that Whoopi is like Whoopi's her hype girl <laughs> and so every time that joy steps out of her comfort zone Whoopi has to hype her up so that then she'll feel confident to do it again. It's funny because... And it's working. I I remember recently, I think last season, Whoopi paid her a compliment and she was like, what? (laughs) Like, she could not accept the compliment. She was like, move on. But now... And now she's like, let me get up and twirl while Whoopi talks about the intricacies of my outfit. Yeah, I never was, wear jeans amazing. because I don't want to be molested by my clothing. <laughs> <laughs> and usually it sticks in your crotch. Ah. True. I don't enjoy oh, that. Some really people would guess. think that was lucky, but hey, not me. <laughs> this brings me to a voice memo that we received that I have to share with you. Please. Hello, Deja Vu the Pod, one of my favorite podcasts. Michael from Kentucky here. I'm watching Friday's episode. 
I hope you'll bring up at some point Alyssa Farah Griffin's cherry sweatshirt, sweater, and blue jeans look. I don't know what it is about it. It's like the beginning of like what they did with Megan and the hair to make her more relatable. I don't know. Please discuss. It was the cherry sweater that rocked the world. But before we even get to that, there's something more important that we need to point out here, which is what are the chances that Joy came out wearing jeans to thunderous applause? Mm -hmm. And then what do you think Alyssa was wearing the next day? That's right. Was it, was it jeans? It was jeans coincidence or strategy the cherry sweater reminded me so much of the wednesday sweater that sarah haynes wore in the very early days that we dragged her for (laughs) and made fun of this was before we fell in love with sarah before we learned that she is such an ally and that she is the woman keeping the lights on every time they go to Disney. <laughs> um, and we dragged her for wearing this yellow sweater that said Wednesday on it. And we were like, you're trying so hard to be quirky and relatable, but this isn't high school, baby, like dress for the working world. <laughs> we were so mean about it. I don't it. remember this at and all. And then. And then this cherry sweater was like, oh, I was having, I was having deja vu. I was having deja vu when I saw this because I was thinking, let me, let me bite my tongue and not say anything because what I learned from the Wednesday sweater incident was not to criticize people for trying to be a little bit quirky with their outfits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I think would I wear, would I go? on that stage in front of all of America and wear a yellow sweater that had cherries right over my titties? No, I probably wouldn't. But am I going to judge someone else for doing it? No, I won't. I thought that wearing this sweater was probably the most standout thing that she's done so far. And I'm not saying that to drag her. I'm saying it was a good move on her part. And the jeans. Yeah. I think (laughs) the sweater will go down in history as (laughs) probably her signature look. When people Mm -hmm. look back and remember Alyssa on The View, they will be talking about it still. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of lived for it. It, you know, Mm -hmm. it seemed something i feel like we don't really know what Alyssa's personality is yeah i don't think that she or the show has really like shown us who she is if we were to like get a beer with her so i feel like they're really using fashion as a way to show different sides of her yeah she's always the person in the brightest color she's always showing those legs giving Sherry Shepard a run for her money a bit. Yeah. And I think it's wise of her to push it in the quirky style department. What's she going to have on her sweater next? Avocados? Who knows? It's Alyssa. She's crazy. 
Yeah. <laughs> ah, it was like, oh, this is maybe this is what a week. <laughs> what Alyssa's like on the weekend. She puts, huh? She gets a little fruity sometimes. Maybe she gets a little fruity on the weekends. And who among us doesn't? So, you know, I didn't hate it. Well, speaking of slim legs, the Sherry show finally had its debut. Mm -hmm. Did you catch any of it? Yes, I did. I watched the whole first episode. And I watched a lot of the episodes that followed. Mostly... Because I needed to know if they fixed the camera angle from the first episode. <laughs> yeah. So And it, they did. And they did. So the debut was a little bit rough around the edges, I would say, but Sherry's mm. um personality more than makes up for it. But yeah. there were some directorial choices made, <laughs> in particular in the first episode, one of which being that the camera angle was at such a bizarre position that it made Sherry look like her left hand was massive. <laughs> it was like it looked like her hand was like one of those one of those like giant fingers you get at like a yeah. sports game. <laughs> After the show debuted the next day, she that was like one of the very first things that she talked about was that how Kim Whitley called her and said that her hand looked insane. So, you know, they're working through some kinks. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, the format is kind of like Sherry comes out and just talks to people mostly about her life, like similar to... Mm -hmm what Kelly Ripa does, where she just kind of says what she did last night, but makes it funny. And then there's also like a bit of hot topics mixed into that. Mm -hmm. And the she has the jokes to make it work, but it is it does come off like slightly scripted, or it did at first, but like as it's gone on, she's kind of loosened up and yeah. there's been... Like, there's been, she started, like, doing crowd work and, like, talking to random yeah. people in the audience. And then, on Friday, they finally did what I've been saying would work perfectly for her. And she had on some of her girlfriends, and they were all, yes. com all comedians. And mm -hmm. they just chatted about pop culture together. And I forget yes. what it was called. It was, like... I don't know, like, girl chat or something. It was like, let's talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they put their whole shirasi in coming up with, with the title for that segment. <laughs> yeah. They've kind of just been, like, throwing everything at the wall. Like, the first yeah. week especially, they did every single type of segment that you can possibly mm -hmm. do. And some of them were, like, <laughs> not even, like creative or new like there was a segment where she just had a guy on to do a workout with her which she <laughs> said she was kicking off her best life series uh -huh. which is literally an oprah series <laughs> like, that was oprah's thing live your best life yeah um, but they did one where she was just doing a simple workout with a trainer but it was like so funny and so good and anyone else doing that, it would have been such a flop segment. But yeah. because she knows how to just be funny, 
make yeah. anything funny. Um, it's working. And it's like very much a happy place when you tune mm-hmm. in. I did have like, so I have like one cr- criticism and it's not even of her. It's that, so they've been doing a lot of segments that incorporate the audience, like audience participation, whether it's like a game or out there talking to the audience um, or having the audience randomly sit while she's doing a cooking segment. <laughs> um, but my issue is that the audience, and I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's because it's a new show and people feel way too comfortable the audience is doing too much. The people who are participating in these <laughs> games are way too comfortable. They're treating this like it's an audition. And it's honestly inappropriate. <laughs> and I almost, I even, I was thinking about it so hard. I even got to the point of being like, because it's a new show, did they like hire people to be audience and like these are legitimately people who are trying to be actors and that's why they're they're doing way too much in these oh segments oh my god not you with the I conspiracy theory i don't know but you know who i'm talking about there was a segment where <laughs> there was a girl named shawnette and then there was a, a girl there was another girl and i can't remember her name shawnette was fine no no the game like the simple thing, trivia and they had to was, grab a mic yes yes they had to grab the mic so the girl the one girl shawnette no notes she was great the only the only thing that was a little bit bizarre was that she was wearing a full out glitter jumpsuit that it, it looked like she was going to a gala anyway <laughs> <laughs> the other girl I think her name was like Sophie or something. Yeah, yeah. She, she had the was... short blonde pixie cut. Yes. She had bi girl energy if I have ever seen it. Yes. She looked like someone who in like 2011 would have been like a DJ. Like <laughs> and and would have had like a mustache like finger tattoo. Like it was very she was very much giving that energy, but she was and by the way, she said she lived just down the street. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she did. Just had and nothing else to do. She was that like day. commandeering the stage as if it was as if the show was called Sophie, not Sherry. And the game was the game needed a little bit of work because uh it did feel like a little unfair because the questions were so easy. It really just came down to who was willing to grab the mic first. There could have been a buzzer system or something put in place, but, but they fought their asses off. They for that fought mic, their though. asses off, and I first turned on Sophie when Shauna grabbed the mic, and Sophie like ripped it out of her hands, and I was like, "This is a daytime show. We're, we don't do that. This is <laughs> Sherry is not a contact sport. <laughs> We're here to have a good time, and we'll get We're to that later. Time. But we are here to have a good time." <laughs> A good time. But anyway, all that to say, I just feel like the the studio audience needs to put a little more respect on Sherry Shepard's name. <laughs> because also, it's literally the name of the show. <laughs> also on Seanette and Sophie and the game, the questions were so easy, but they were like, maybe you'd know them, maybe you wouldn't. Until, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of putting some respect on Sherry's name, the final... <laughs> trivia question in the game was sherry saying what's my name yeah i just don't know 
I I don't know how we got there. Like I don't know who was like we need we need to make it so easy that like they do well because we want people to win because it's it's the first week and it's very exciting. But did they have to go so low to, as to assume that the audience wouldn't know Sherry's name? Well, based on your conspiracy theory, maybe they wouldn't. <laughs> the <laughs> only way they were that hired, you know, the, they just got picked up off the back of some Broadway <laughs> off Broadway audition. <laughs> well, if that's the case, and they are actors, then they should know Sherry's name because they are her peers. And if that's the case and they are actors, then they should be able to act re- appropriately. <laughs> and that they did not. <laughs> so anyway, if you're out there and you're thinking of going to see Sherry Shepard live in the studio audience, just remember this and think to yourself, what would Sophie do? Do the opposite of that. Yeah. And get your act together. <laughs> so... You may remember in the Bahamas, Sherry was teasing that she was going to have a theme song for her new show and that it was going to be one of the top. One of one of the biggest names in news. <laughs> and she delivered with this new song by none other than American Idol's Trainees. Who you may remember from season two. Of American Idol. Is that the season? <laughs> That's the season. Well, she slayed it. And- season two. <laughs> season two. <laughs> runner up to the runner up. <laughs> um, That's Kimberly Locke. Runner up to the runner up to the runner up. <laughs> fourth. Third or fourth alternate. Sherry welcomed Trainees on the show and said to her that she actually didn't even want to have a theme song, but when she heard it could be Trainees, she realized that she had to have it and she could not yeah. pass up this opportunity. And had Trainees on to perform the song to the wild studio audience. <laughs> Let me tell you some of the lyrics. I have them here. It it goes like this. We're going to have a real good time. Mm. Feel good time. All over the place. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. It will be so legendary every day on Sherry. It's so good. And not a single word of that is a lie. (laughs) It's actually super catchy. Yeah. It's really good, and she does sing her heart out on it. Yeah. And I, and I don't see Ruben Suttered or Clay Aiken singing the theme song for anything, do I? <laughs> I only wish that they had put the lyrics up on a screen for the audience when Trainees was performing oh, it. Yeah. Because right out the gate, she made a massive misjudgment when she mm-hmm. was walking through the crowd singing the song to everyone and she well she was told that they were actors so she thought that they had learned their lines lines. yeah and she put that microphone she did the normani what 
and put yeah. the mic in this poor woman's face. <laughs> and the audience is masked, so you can't fully see their expression. <laughs> but even with the mask, you could see that this woman had gotten the shock of her life. <laughs> But yeah. in contrast to that, on the other side of the aisle, there was this young LGBT, I'm going to say, who was yeah. just dancing for his life, auditioning for to be Sherry's resident <laughs> Twitch. Like, Yeah, yes. Oh my god, but speaking of Twitch, she has her own sidekick on the show. Yes. But I will say, I love a lot of things about the show, but I don't really get that man as her sidekick apparently he is her producing partner and yeah i'm assuming if sophie was too comfortable on that stage he's not comfortable enough on that stage <laughs> in the way that Alyssa fair griffin is kind of giving wo- woman plucked from the audience this yeah. man is also giving like man plucked from the audience but if this is what it takes if if he's up there making sherry feel more confident and more comfortable then fine we're gonna have a good time then fine no we're gonna have what. a good time all we're gonna over the feel place. good and it's gonna be legendary and you know what else we're gonna be we're gonna be intentional about having a good time <laughs> <laughs> because the last thing we need to talk about about the Sherry premiere, is this catchphrase that she has created at the end of the <laughs> show. She, it's her own little, take a little time to enjoy yeah. the view, except she says, please be intentional about having a good time. <laughs> and that is the same response that the audience had. <laughs> you can literally hear the confusion when she says it. about trying to have a good time. <laughs> oh my god. You could hear the you could hear the mega bus coming to pull up and pick up the actors and bring them back to the off-Broadway audition. <laughs> I don't know. I think like a simple like make sure you have a good time today. Yeah. Like that would yeah. have been fine. Take a little time to make sure you're to, to make sure you're having a good time. Have you had a good time yet today? Go have go have a good time. What are your intentions? Do you intend to have a good time? <laughs> We're workshopping. It's still it's not there yet. It'll get there. How about have a good time? That moment, that moment when you're intentionally having a good time. <laughs> and remember. The feeling when you're having a good time. Me when I'm intentionally having a good time. (laughs) (laughs) And then she makes like a silly face. (laughs) (laughs) So there's potential. There's something there. There's something there, but we haven't fully uh, pulled out the full intention of the good time yet. Yeah. Okay. One thing I did want to talk about uh, with regards to Sherry, is that there's no other daytime talk show or late night talk show, for that matter, that's giving us regular Rosie O'Donnell updates the way that Sherry is giving okay, us. Okay, that's literally what I was going to say next. <laughs> because, first of all, on her premiere episode, there was a video from Rosie shot in her car on her phone 
saying like, congrats, Sherry, you're going to do great. Like that kind of cute little video. And then the next day, or maybe it was another day. I don't know. <laughs> I lost, I lost track. I was having <laughs> such a good time so intentionally that I <laughs> lost track of the days. She had a whole hot topics segment about Rosie finding love and how her and her Natalie Maines lookalike but now we said it met on TikTok. <laughs> how they met on TikTok and because Rosie slid into her DMs. That was just a thing that Sherry was telling the world, like as if as and it was like this is news that I want. This is exactly the kind of hot topic I want. I don't know if America and the world wants regular updates about Rosie O'Donnell's dating life, but I do. So thank you, Sherry. I'm actually shocked that she hasn't been on the Sherry show in person because she's been everywhere. I think it's, it's coming. Including that she was on Howard Stern. Have mm-hmm. you seen her talking about visiting Martha Stewart in prison? Yes. Yes. For anyone who hasn't seen it, it is just a, a start to finish perfect retelling of visiting Martha in prison, which is something that she has been referencing for like over a decade because <laughs> Rosie and Martha Stewart were not even friends, but Rosie was so outspoken when Martha got sent to jail about how she didn't think it was mm-hmm. right that Martha like reached out to her or her people reached out to Rosie and asked Rosie to visit her in jail. And basic long story short, she said that Martha looked amazing in prison. Um, and when Rosie asked her what she missed most about the outside world, she said the flavor mm-hmm. of lemon. And <laughs> to which Rosie responded, you should have told me I would have snuck a lemon up my hoo-ha. That would have been nothing for me. <laughs> And then more so than that, she said Mm -hmm. that when Martha got out of prison, Rosie purchased her a very expensive lemon tree. Flown in from Capri (laughs) because it was out of season. And after she did that, she says, after that, I never heard from her again. I flew in a lemon tree from Capri because it was the winter. And I had it on her front porch for when she came back. And then I never heard from her again. <laughs> when, when when life gives you lemons, you never talk to Rosie again. <laughs> the other thing she said on the Howard Stern show is that she is going to possibly have an upcoming sex scene in The L Word, which she is now a yes. series regular on. So it's her show now. Yes. And she's being very intentional about having a good time. <laughs> and season three premieres in November. So I look forward to another press tour of Rosie going on all of these shows again <laughs> for that. Yes. Please do L Word Press on the Sherry Show. Please do a week long oh residency yes. on the Sherry Show with <laughs> Sherry. <laughs> Be intentional about that. The other thing that was, uh, the other like Rosie Press thing that was going around recently is her on Watch What Happens Live. Andy Cohen never misses an opportunity to get view co-hosts talking because 
asked her someone i got, i don't know a, a viewer question or maybe i don't know asked why given that rosie was the og talk show lesbian why was ellen or why was rosie never on the ellen degeneres show especially mm-hmm. given that ellen famously like came out on the rosie o'donnell show and t- it's yeah. like this this interview where she talks about being Lebanese, and Rosie says uh-huh. that she too is Lebanese. She might be Lebanese too, yeah. We do find out that the, ca- the character is Lebanese. And, uh, <laughs> Lebanese. Yeah, yeah. And just out of the blue? She just No, it's there have been clues. I mean, oh, really? she's, you've seen her eating baba ganoush, if you've watched the show at all. <laughs> baba ganoush. And hummus. And, uh, and big, big fan of Casey Kasem and Kathy and Jimmy's. Yeah. And, uh, hey, wait a minute. I'm a big fan of Casey Kasem. Listen. You go, girl. Maybe I'm Lebanese. So if you watch that appearance of Ellen on Rosie, and they're having a... They are intentionally having a good time. That is undeniable. And they're having a great time. And then Andy brings up, why were you never on Ellen in the 20-year run? And then Rosie explains that Ellen was on Larry King. And Larry King said, what happened to Rosie? Her show was doing great. And then she came out as a lesbian. And it all went downhill and blah, blah, blah. And Ellen said... I don't know Rosie. She's not my friend. And then Rosie says that she looked over at Kelly, her ex-wife, who she famously owned. Our family um, vacations. Our family vacations. <laughs> Bingo. She looked over at Kelly and said, did I hear that right? <laughs> and she said, like, she said, it hurt my feelings like a baby. And she said that they asked her to be on it very much towards the end of Ellen when Rosie was doing Smilf promo, which when she, when Rosie said Smilf, like, I swear to God, I had completely forgotten about that entire whole thing. I think that was like a self-preservation tactic. My brain pushed Smilf out. (laughs) It was gone. It sent shockwaves through my body when she said Smilf. (laughs) (laughs) And she said that she wanted to, go on with someone else, like bring another person with her to make it less awkward. And they didn't want that. So she didn't end up going. But can you imagine working in the same circles for over 20 years and just having this thing where like you used to be friends with this person and now you're just not addressing it. You're not talking. I know. And also like a big part, like Rosie was the OG talk show lesbian. Yes. And like her whole format of being funny and lovable and like America being in love with her, like that, Ellen took that, Rosie built that. And now Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson has that. (laughs) Speaking of Lebanese, did you know that Someone on the View panel is Lebanese. Did you know that Alyssa Farrah Griffin is actually Lebanese? No. <laughs> Do you mean Lebanese like me and Ellen and Rosie? Or actually Lebanese? She is actually Lebanese. I did not know that. Just something I thought 
you should know since we're on the topic of Lebanese people. I'm just Googling. <laughs> I'm just Googling. Lebanese pics. Lebanese. Lebanese Alyssa. <laughs> Alyssa Farah Griffin tweeted on December 20th, 2019. I always manage to find the other Lebanese people at any party I attend. <laughs> Same. And here I was thinking that she was identified as Ukrainian. Well, I thought she did. Because there's also a tweet from her that says, never been more proud to be Ukrainian. Maybe. And that was in March of 2022. Maybe it's fluid. Maybe. Oh, <laughs> stop. She clarifies, I'm Syrian and Lebanese on my paternal side, Ukrainian on her mother's side. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Rosie wasn't the only View co-host that's been chatting to Andy Cohen because Megan McCain also had an appearance on, or okay. had a, a vocal appearance on Sirius Radio. <laughs> she also had a solo. She had a solo performance. <laughs> Andy asked, well, there's a couple of things mm-hmm. that he asked about that I thought were interesting. One of them being about Sherry Shepard, uh-huh. because of course- You'll remember Megan and Sherry had a bit of a rift, and recently yeah. Sherry was also on Watch What Happens Live, and Andy asked Sherry, which of the View co-hosts are you the most close with? You know what? Seems like everybody. Everybody. We're all family. I was with Joy in the Hamptons. I just called Whoopi the other day when she was in uh, Italy, so we're talking tonight. I Just everybody. Not Megan, but everybody else. Oh. I'm so close to. And so Megan came on his show and he asked Megan, did something happen with you guys? As if he isn't the very person who like facilitated all of this drama in the first place. I know what she's doing. I mean, we're all smart. She's like throwing shade and making it a point to say like all the alumni at The View get along and braid each other's hair and go to sleepovers except Megan. Sure. Like Sherry didn't have to bring didn't have to invoke the name of Megan but like it was funny but it's like funny <laughs> exactly like make or sherry's sherry's an entertainer and i don't think that she was like going for a headline she was like going for like the laugh and cuz it's like funny to say that so like yeah she used you as a punchline get over it some people are intentional about having a good time and others are <laughs> intentional about remaining a victim the other thing that she was asked about while on Watch What Happens Live, it, or sorry, on Andy Radio, is about <laughs> Alyssa Pheromone Griffin replacing her, mm-hmm. and if she knows her or if she gave her any advice. Yeah, there's actually two hosts. It's Anna Navarro and this right. person, Alyssa. So it took a year and two people to replace me, which makes me feel good. And I get I get to take that. Um, I don't know her at all. Uh, the only thing I know about her is her family. She comes from an extremely, extremely controversial uh, background. Her her dad is a very famous uh, uh, homophobe and racist. Oh, my God. As if she doesn't know very well that Anna was working there before yes. she was even working there. <laughs> yeah. And as if she didn't sit at the table with Anna. I honestly, I've actually hit my Megan McCain limit. I can't even look at a McCain deep dish anymore. 
without feeling sick. Much like when you sit down to record an episode of Deja the View. <laughs> but I also I also kind of hit my limit with Megan and I took quite a break from her. Like I stopped kind of paying attention to what she was doing. But I think like just recently I've been seeing so much from her. Like as we mentioned, like she's kind of taken on a new persona at the Daily Mail UK. Yeah. She she recently announced that she's pregnant again. Yeah. Um, she said on Twitter that she's giving Liberty a sister. To which her husband tweeted, help, I'm surrounded by women, someone save me. Which is always a beautiful way to <laughs> announce <laughs> welcoming a new life into the world. Yeah. Speaking of him on Twitter, though, did you see his tweet about Megan's boobs? Yes, I did. He was responding to a tweet by Ron DeSantis's wife, a.k.a. Death Santis. But uh-huh. Ben, not a fan of DeSantis, was saying that something about how Trump people refuse to acknowledge that he botched the pandemic, like refuse mm-hmm. to say that DeSantis botched it, I think is what he's saying. Okay. Random woman responds to say, Megan must be waving those fat boobs of hers to get your attention, loser. Mind you, I clicked on this woman's (laughs) Twitter profile, and it says, her bio says, Christian, Presbyterian, conservative, and backyard gardener, retired. No. Cut to her. Megan must be waving those fat boobs around. (laughs) No. And so then Megan's husband quote tweeted that and said, I must inform you, it does not make me a loser to have a wife with big tits. That is correct. That is not the reason that you are a huge loser. (laughs) And then Megan quote tweeted that and wrote, oh my God, Ben. Oh my God, Ben. Oh, and then... Who responded but Andy Cohen with several <laughs> clapping emojis? No. Loving that exchange. Oh, I just so badly want the whole grid to go down. <laughs> All of the internet infrastructure to just go down. Let's start brand new. There's no Twitter. There's no Daily Mail UK. <laughs> like, one of the reasons that Megan said that she left, wanted to leave The View is because she didn't want her daughter to, like, see her, see yeah. all of that fighting every day. Well, let's... And now here's, <laughs> let's... here's Ben talking about her tiggle biddies. Let's hope she never learns to read. Oh, my God. Something positive. Anna Navarro won a big gay award. Okay. She won an award from an organization called Save LGBT, which is an LGBT advocacy organization in Florida. And she was Mm -hmm. one of the recipients of the Champions of Equality Award. Which honors people who have significantly advanced the causes of LGBT people. So she really stepped into her gay icon ally status with ease. Mm -hmm. You need to hear her acceptance speech and what she had the crowd chanting as she accepted this award. I don't know what the specifics are of 
of why they gave her this award, but I have to assume that it's for keeping Gloria Estefan in the public eye for well over an extra decade. <laughs> you say gay. Say. Really nice. Say. Gay. Say. Gay. And then and then two two kisses, two fingers. Vote. <laughs> That's that is Yeah. That's really invented good. camp. Yeah. Invented LGBT, let's be honest. I honestly think also her performance in the Halloween episode in Evita, that's why she won this award. <laughs> My question is, when is Save LGBT or GLAD going to let us give someone an award? Oh my god. It's high time. I know we joke about it, but it's high time that Sarah Haynes gets her ally award. Uh, Yeah, it's so overdue. She literally, (laughs) for her birthday, the amount of responses that (laughs) were in our DMs when I said, how are you celebrating Sarah Haynes Day? And people, everyone was talking about supporting the LGBTs. Her impact. (laughs) Having a brother, (laughs) having a family member (laughs) who is LGBT and doing it (laughs) gracefully. (laughs) Having an LGBTQ plus person in your family and, and doing it so gracefully. We didn't even talk about Sarah's birthday. Let's talk about it. Sarah had a big birthday and if they saved money by not sending joy to england to cover the crown (laughs) they used that money they had saved to bring in a marching band from iowa and an entire state fair display complete with fresh food (laughs) to the view set the food was steaming hot (laughs) I don't know how or why, but somehow they had fresh funnel cakes, tater tots from (laughs) Joe's Tacos, (laughs) cheese sauce, nachos, (laughs) all sorts of food. Yeah. And for what, really? I mean, the spirit and the, and the, the spirit of Iowa was there, but I cannot really tell you if Sarah gave them the reaction that they wanted because and i thought about this a lot because i love when the view goes all out like this they either are going to give you absolutely nothing or everything and Mm -hmm. on this day they said give us everything neo featuring pitbull (laughs) and the thing about having an entire marching band standing by backstage is she had to have known. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why is there a marching band here? You know? There's no way that you were frying foods <laughs> and bringing in a marching band and numerous 20 feet tall displays, and that goes unnoticed. There's no way that she didn't hear the, the horn section warming up. <laughs> It's not like she's, she was like, oh, that must be the horn section from This Is For My Girls. They play it live every day. <laughs> she didn't hear the clarinet players moistening their reeds <laughs> and think, 
and think, oh, yeah, that's for the view your deal segment. <laughs> we have we have woodwinds at 50% off. <laughs> Oprah's favorite flutes. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think that's why her reaction was kind of lukewarm. But she was really surprised by the fact that Iowa, her hometown in Iowa, was naming her birthday Sarah Haynes Day. Yeah, and we will also observe that holiday every September 18th in Toronto. (laughs) I spoke to Doug Ford. The mayor, you spoke to the mayor, um, (laughs) Phoebe Dobson, and she agreed that it was the right thing to do. This reminds me, something came up on The View recently where they, for some reason, were doing a hot topic where they started to discuss the trend of having no eyebrows. Um, And, like, they had, like, a picture of Doja Cat and, like, I don't know, Julia Fox, maybe. And in this topic, Sarah turns to Whoopi and says that after six years of sitting at the table together, she just now (laughs) suddenly realized that Whoopi has no eyebrows. Yeah. And first of all, I'm glad that she said that she has been sitting there for six years because I really wasn't sure. Like, I know we were celebrating Sunny, like, getting up there in years, but Sarah did actually join before Sunny. So Sarah is also up there with the legends now. Yeah. But... Did you ever notice that Whoopi has no eyebrows? <laughs> yes. Like, I feel like this was a thing that people talked about in, like, the 90s and the 2000s. <laughs> okay. Like, Sarah was too busy being on the gay volleyball team to notice. <laughs> when did she say that she played on the gay volleyball team? Because I remember this, but I could not find the clip of her. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't remember. I no, it, you have to go back in, the, in our, say it, though. Yes, you have to go back in the Deja the View archives. I don't remember. <laughs> okay. If someone out there remembers, Sarah, if you're listening, tell and you remember when you said that, again. tell the story again. Speaking of Whoopi, are you aware? I think I did tell you about the show Claim to Fame. Yes. So this show, it's. It's all fully aired now, so you can binge watch the whole thing if you want. There was this show, the new reality show hosted by Kevin Jonas and the other Jonas. And I believe they promoted it on The View um, at one point. And it's a show where relatives of celebrities live in a house together, and they're undercover, and you they try to guess who your famous relative is. It's like when Frankie Grande was on Big Brother, but it's like if you took a house full of Frankie Grandes on Big Brother and made that into a show. And then the point of the show is like every week, people get put up for like, I guess like elimination, but the whole thing is that the house or someone has to guess who the person is related to, correct? Yes. And if they get it correct, I believe that person gets eliminated. And right, I'm gonna. St- and if they get it incorrect, then they themselves get eliminated. I'm gonna start saying spoilers about who is on it from here forward. So you're everyone is warned. This is your warning. And also, I just need to tell you that like 
when I was reading the premise of the show, I was thinking like, okay, well, this would be kind of easy because I was thinking like direct relatives, you know. But then when I saw the list and I realized how indirectly some of these people were related, I would never have guessed some of them. Okay, but some of them some of are... The, some of the celebrities are people who are so not even on my radar that I wouldn't even consider thinking of, like, their cousin, you know? Okay, but the ones that are direct relatives are so direct that it's, like, not even a thing. For example, Whoopi's granddaughter, Amara Sky, <laughs> is one of the competitors, <laughs> And she's yeah. literally walking around being a whole ass mini Whoopi Goldberg. Like, it's so <laughs> obvious. Simone Biles' sister was on it, and uh-huh. she's like practically her twin. It's like, okay, Simone Biles. Isn't Kiki Palmer's sister on it as well? Yeah, Kiki Palmer's sister actually, spoiler alert, one. Wow, that's crazy that no one guessed her before she, you know, before she guessed them. Yeah. The one that really that I was like, this is not the show for me and I can't, I could not participate. Pepper. As if, well, it was when it was like Jason Aldean's cousin. (laughs) Like, are you joking? (laughs) Yeah. I'm, first of all, if Jason Aldean and five other men were standing in front of me, I could not tell you which one was him. No. So then to try to identify his cousin, no. Okay, and I saw something today on the internet about Jason Aldean's wife being in, like, a feud with Marin Morris, and he went (gasps) on Tucker Carlson and was like, talking about Marin Morris, and I believe it was because Marin Morris was, like, standing up for LGBT people. Yes, she was standing up for trans rights, and Jason Aldean's wife called her, like, a, like, crazy country lunatic. Yeah, and then Marin Morris put that on a t-shirt and sold so many of them and donated the proceeds and raised over $100,000 for trans charities and the headline that i saw was that she's not going to the cmas because they're gonna be there like Marin morris isn't going yeah all that to say whoopies 80s mercedes <laughs> granddaughter <laughs> so amara sky is still amara sky a top tier karaoke song yes <laughs> <laughs> okay so i regret not like covering the whole series on this podcast now knowing how iconic Whoopi's granddaughter ended up being because she she didn't win but she was kind of a breakout star while on the show she spilled so many secrets about Whoopi that you know Whoopi would not have been okay with (laughs) there have been many times on the view where Whoopi has alluded to like having no trouble getting dick like (laughs) If she wants it, she can no. get it. And no. Well, Amara revealed on the claim to fame that, and this is probably the most salacious thing that came out. Mm-hmm. She revealed that Whoopi actually had a secret boyfriend named John, who was quote ninety years old, and that she would sneak off with him for dick appointments. And she called him some old white man who was a billionaire or something. No. By the way, the person that she is telling all of this to, Kiki Palmer's sister. Of course, of course. (laughs) 
Why wouldn't it be? And now um, there were some headlines that came out where she was doing interviews saying that she like regrets saying all of that. She was like, no one knew about that. I barely found out about that. Oh my God. And this is a quote she says. So I was just like, oh man, I think I just put my grandma's business out there and I don't really know if she's going to be okay with this. But my grandma's really, really cool and pretty open. So I don't think I did so bad. No. Also, when she was eliminated, she like cursed everyone out and like called everyone fake. So we have Mm -hmm. no choice but to stan. I want you to see it. I have a, I have a, a, the ability to show you. Let's go. I'm gonna go for his granddaughter. I'm gonna go out cussing like a and you better bleep everything I say in this because I am skeezy does it, what it do. I don't with a lot of y'all, but hey, I'm still a great player. I'm outside, bruh. My grandma's Whoopi Goldberg. Are you kidding me? Who doesn't want the goat as their grandma? Whoopi Goldberg, the goat. I'm lit. Granny, I love you the best grandma I could have in this world. That was not the personality I was expecting. I'll be honest. I'm Whoopi Goldberg, granddaughter, and I'm going to go out cussing. (laughs) That was not the person I was expecting. But it's like exactly who she should be. Like, that's exactly what Whoopi Goldberg's granddaughter should be like. I know. It's just, I, I don't know what I expected. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Looks like a great show. So if anyone out there watched a claim to fame and has anything else to share about Amara, the sky do share. Yeah. Okay. Those are all of the view updates that I have. I think was that enough? Mm. (laughs) Do you want more cruise and tangos? Do you want more show? Stop. So why don't we talk about some hot topics? What hot topics are you doing? Let's talk about it. Hot topics in the past couple of weeks. So one of the things that they were talking about was how Trump did a recent interview about his political future. And he was asked if he ends up getting indicted, if he will still run again. Mm -hmm. And he said that it, he said it wouldn't stop him, but it, it wouldn't stop him. But we would have problems in this country like we've never seen before. Right. I honestly can't tell if it it's he it would stop him or wouldn't stop him. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't. The point is, we uh-huh. would have problems in this country yes. like we've never like seen never before. before. And yeah. so they were kind of saying that that seems like he's. People are going to say he's inciting violence again. And that on The View, they were saying, well, this isn't the first time that he's like sent a message to his mega followers. And then they mm-hmm. also played the clip of him in that speech where he said, proud boys, stand back and stand by. What do you want to call him? Give me a name. Give me a white name. White and right proud boys. Stand back and stand by. And so they were talking about this and it kind of led into 
Alyssa sharing some of her personal experience with Trump and talking about how she learned a lesson in the White House that you have to take Trump literally and and assume that he's being intentional in what he says. She goes on to reference when Trump made the Proud Boys comment, and she said that when he said that, um, she remembers watching it and not even knowing what the Proud Boys were, but she felt that there was something weird about it. I remember watching that Proud Boys stand back and stand by, and honestly, I'd never even heard of the Proud Boys, but I was like, there's something weird about it. She's like, and I didn't really know what that was, but mm, something wasn't sitting right with me. (laughs) Something about it, mm, something did not feel right with me. (laughs) Like, as if she's like being interviewed on like a paranormal TV show (laughs) and like, and not that like it was literally her job to know. And as she's saying, like, something felt very weird. The director cuts to Sunny's face looking down at her, and her facial expression just says everything. And for just like a yeah. split second, and then it immediately cuts to Anna just blinking. <laughs> and it <laughs> tells you everything about what's coming because. <laughs> After Alyssa says that, in retrospect, she realized that Trump actually meant the things that he was saying. And Uh Sonny, who has a dossier prepared uh, about facts on Alyssa, (laughs) opened up her folder and pulled out a piece of paper that said Alyssa Pheromone fact sheet. And she skimmed down the document and she said, but Alyssa... At the time when you were his press secretary, I actually recall that you said that you don't think that he needs a clarification on the Proud Boys comment. I didn't know. I didn't know what it meant. It wasn't honestly until it came together and the Proud Boys started organizing and came out and violently protested. But an example That's so odd to me, because I think if you hear someone telling a white supremacist group that is known for violence, but I didn't even know who they were. Did you know and, who the Proud Boys well, were of at course, that point? that's that's I'm in the business of knowing okay. these things. So but, I did. Um, I don't think a lot of Americans, you know, did. and she said that she wasn't briefed on it. But mm-hmm. I don't. It's so fascinating to me to hear her say this, because her saying that she didn't think that most Americans knew what the Proud Boys were either. I'm no expert on the Proud Boys, but, and I can't even remember if I knew what they were when Trump said that. But when you see the immediate response to his comments, you can Google. (laughs) You can Google and find out if they do need clarification or not, especially when it's literally your job to do that. So that was fascinating. Yeah. It's fascinating that she will just admit that and is just like, yep, <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I don't know what to say other than like, that was crazy. Mind you, yeah. she's saying all of this, talking about her time working in the White House, dressed as a giant cherry. <laughs> and like her talking about this Trump stuff. This is like what we predicted where it's like we can't just like have a conversation with it be- without it kind of being like her time to clear her name in whatever they're discussing. But 
That being said, I never expected it to happen while she was wearing a cherry costume. <laughs> so, I mean, there, there was that. <laughs> yeah. And I think, like, that's... It sucks that, like, even as Sunny is saying this, she says, she, like, prefaces what she's about to say by saying, like, and I don't mean to go so hard on you, but it was your job. It's... Yeah. It sucks because I know that, like, there's probably lots of people out there that are probably going to, like, think Sunny is being, like, a bully. Mm -hmm. But it's, like... No, she's talking to, like, a former White House staffer. Like, it's all fair game. Like, I'm sorry. Yes, like, she doesn't just have to go along with it and let her use this as, like, her, uh, like, it literally just is her trying to clear herself in this situation. Yeah. So, very interesting and very cool. Once again, like, Cherry Day really was kind of the most, I wouldn't say it was Alyssa's best day, but it was like the most interesting day for her. Yeah. So far. Very, a very interesting day for her. So another hot topic that was particularly hot was <laughs> this was this this conversation that they had about, you know, I'm just realizing that first we're talking about Trump's intentions to run again. And then this next topic is about Biden's plans to possibly run again. Because they were talking about an interview uh-huh. that he did where he said that he's no longer, or he's no longer like coming right out and saying that he's going to run again. He's going to like wait and see or something. <laughs> I don't right. know. And on The View, they were talking about this and they were talking about how people think that Gavin Newsom might run. Sonny is very pro Gavin Newsom. And Alyssa brings up that she doesn't want. And she doesn't think people deserve to have to see a repeat election of Trump versus Biden. Right. Which, that's tea, actually, Alyssa. Um, (laughs) Actually, Alyssa, that is tea. And she says that she would love to see some credible Republicans. And before she can even continue, Sunny interrupts her and say, but who on your side is credible? And Alyssa responds and says that she would love to see Liz Cheney or Nikki Haley. And then Sunny Mm -hmm. cuts in again in quite a sporty fashion. I'd love to see Nikki Haley. I'd love to see Liz Cheney. I'd love to see Nikki Haley, the chameleon and and Liz Cheney. I disagree. I think I think I think that Nikki Haley was incredibly effective governor of South Carolina. So it seems like Sunny's point and the reason why she's critiquing Nikki Haley is Sunny says that Nikki Haley has like white passing privilege. And that's why she's criticizing her for going by Nikki. There are some of us that can be chameleons and decide not to embrace our ethnicity so that we can pass. Obviously the elephant in the room here, which is what Alyssa and Sarah are about to bring up is that Sunny goes by a different name. Sunny, so I don't think that's don't fair. You go by a different name. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to be the one to say because it. But. Americans can't pronounce Asuncion because of the undereducation. It is so rare that Sarah has the opportunity to like get one on Sunny. <laughs> and I don't think it's ever happened. I don't think this is, I think this is a first. And she was ready. You're right. So Sarah says it. And then Alyssa's like, yeah, I wasn't going to say it. And then Sunny. Sunny has a 
Sunny thinks of it differently. And so there's no arguing with her because she thinks of it like the reason I go by that name is that a lot of people, like white people, can't pronounce my real name. But then it kind of leaves it up in the air for Sarah and Alyssa to be like, well, maybe that is why Nikki goes by Nikki. Yeah. But they can't really articulate that because at that point, everyone's extremely sporty. <laughs> They're all very riled Dare up. Dare I say more than sporty, sporty at times. They're acting more than sporty at this time. They're, so they're all acting beyond sporty, which then, and I don't know if you had more points to make about that, but what I thought was, it took this to a whole other level, is then Whoopi interrupts them to be able to cut to commercial, and she's like, she's dead serious, and she's like, well, you know what? I am 100% authentically Whoopi Goldberg and will be right back. The obvious question here is what? Because as we know, Whoopi Goldberg, neither of those are her real names. And no one questions it. She says it and you see them all in the background nodding. Like, yup. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are. Period. Period. (laughs) Period. No one is going to question it. No one at that table is going to question that. They're all like, yes, you are Whoopi Goldberg birth certificate. Dead ass. Period. (laughs) It's not only Whoopi, though. We have been graced by the presence of Josephine Acuto (laughs) on The View for 25 seasons. Who goes by the name of Joy. Like, Literally, what is Sarah going on? is the only person yeah. who we can't, we can't even be certain goes by their real yeah. name. I don't even know. I don't know who anyone is at this point. <laughs> it's actually insane that it's like, okay, Sarah's instinct to bring up the Sunny thing was correct. But it's insane that Sunny got brought up and no one else because Sunny is actually the closest to her real name. Whereas Karen Johnson is sitting over there saying she's 100 authentically Whoopi Goldberg. What is going on? Most people at this panel don't go by their real names. And here I am dragging Alyssa. She takes the opposite approach. She's going to use every last one of her real names, (laughs) no matter how difficult it is to say. She said, I will not get a stage name. I will not be Lissa. <laughs> I won't be Lissa. I will not be Allie. I am not Alyssa Farah. I am not Farah Griffin. I am not Alyssa Griffin. <laughs> I am Alyssa Farah Griffin, and it does the opposite of roll off the tongue, and that is 100 authentically me. Word got back to Nikki Haley about this. <laughs> What is Nikki Haley's? I know I've looked it up before, but like, what officially is she? Like, I don't know, and and it's not my job to know. Former former U.S. ambassador to the U.N., 116th governor of South Carolina, breaker of chains, queen of the Andals, okay, mother of dragons. Okay, so word got back to her, and she tweeted at Sunny today saying, Thanks for your concern, at Sunny, 
It's racist of you to judge my name. Nikki is an Indian name and is on my birth certificate, and I'm proud of that. What's sad is the left's hypocrisy towards conservative minorities. By the way, last I checked, Sunny isn't even your birth name. I will say I get the point that Sunny was trying to make, but it's funny that all of them also go by fake names. Yeah. And I'm intentionally having a good time with it. Speaking of getting sporty, Queen Elizabeth II passed away peacefully in Balmoral (laughs) Castle at Mm -hmm. the age of 96. And Uh this was obviously a reoccurring topic on The View as we watched the world react to this news. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about will Queen or <laughs> will Queen Charles live up? Stop! <laughs> to his mother's legacy, will he get a legendary legend star the way that she did? They've never been very good at talking about the monarch. It's always a mess. The mon yeah the monarchy. Um. The monarch? The monarch is... I think the monarch <laughs> is the queen, and the monarchy okay. is, is okay. like... I thought the monarch was a, um, a butterfly. <laughs> well, she is up in heaven. <laughs> Stop. Okay, continue. No, I mean, I did mean to say monarchy. However, but <laughs> I, we got I believe it, yeah. you can also say monarch. <laughs> We on Deja the View, we say monarch. (laughs) I don't know how they say it on other podcasts. (laughs) It's just funny. Like in Canada, obviously, like we're part of the Commonwealth, so people on television and on the news are very gentle about this. Yeah. But on the view, they're like, fuck that. (laughs) Fuck this. It's like any like gossip story. Um, huge missed opportunity for ABC News to not send monarch expert Josephine to England to report live. Literally has been preparing this. for this for so has long. Has been studying. <laughs> has been watching the crown and learning for years. And for them to just say, oh, we'll just hear her on the view. No, yeah. she needs to be on location. <laughs> on the ground. Boots on the ground. <laughs> Jeans on the <laughs> ground. jeans and boots on the ground i want to see her talking to people in the street i want to see her talking to people (laughs) lined up for 12 hours okay so sunny talked about reparations sarah talked about all of the tweets that were going on about the queen and like twitter was chaos when the queen died like there were just there was people making all kinds of jokes there were memes but there was also like a lot of people trying to like cancel the queen Mm -hmm. it was like cancel culture was coming for the queen but i just kept thinking like she's dead though like she's can't she canceled herself like it's it's been canceled canceled. she canceled herself and there were people who were like earnestly in mourning so there were like very there were a lot of different camps yeah. 
There was like one channel was like Comedy Network, and then there was one that was like the Debate Club, and then there was one that was like they were very earnestly mourning her. Yeah. If Megan McCain had still been on the View when this happened, we know she would have come prepared with a million reasons by Lady Gaga. <laughs> For why she doesn't care about giving airtime to the royals. This is America. We should not even care about the monarchy. But she's not on The View, is she? So instead, she's writing for the Daily Mail, pretending like as if she's always been the queen and the royals' number one fan. Okay, I wanted to talk about that because famously on The View, she said that monarchies are stupid and she said that she was so glad to see that two American women, Meghan Markle and Oprah Winfrey, were going to take down the royal family. The American experiment is the way to go. And if we have two American women, Meghan Markle and Oprah Winfrey, who are single-handedly finishing what George Washington and our revolutionary counterparts did, I'm all for it. Okay. Yeah. Cut to... She is now a rabble-rouser columnist at the Daily Mail UK. The uh-huh. On the paycheck, she's getting paid in pounds, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and she has suddenly turned, like, pro-royal, yes. writing a column about seeing the queen as, like, somewhat of, like, an, a feminist icon. It's uh-huh. like, whoa, Where did this come from? And not only that, dragging Justin Trudeau and like live tweeting the funeral, basically being like, why does Joe Biden have nosebleed seeds? Yeah. She also specifically dragged Meghan Markle and Oprah (laughs) for the exact thing that on The View she was praising them for. This girl has got a case of the Bilas like none other. It's giving Bila. (laughs) The Justin Trudeau thing was kind of entertaining to see, though. I do love how much she hates our prime minister. She called him a clown because Uh um, he was, like, drunkenly singing Bohemian Rhapsody. (laughs) What? Why was he doing that? And where was he doing that? I don't understand. If you haven't seen the video, the whole vibe that he's giving off is Mr. Shu from Glee. And he's performing Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody in a hotel lobby, standing and leaning on the piano. And Megan found that very disrespectful. <laughs> very clown-like. And she's not wrong. He is a clown. <laughs> But he's our clown. For many reasons. <laughs> he is a clown for a lot of reasons. There are a lot of reasons I would place above that. But <laughs> there you go. There you a are. A lot of people don't realize that the Trudeaus are actually a singing family. And only <laughs> Canadians know this. That it's kind of their thing that they sing at times that they should not <laughs> they, they kind of have this thing where they hijack very serious events 
to perform sometimes original songs, sometimes covers. Anyone who's ever heard Smile by Sophie Gregoire Trudeau, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Some people live. (laughs) (laughs) When you smile back at me. So the entire <laughs> Queen coverage on The View and amongst a View co-hosts, you can only be described as a total shit show. <laughs> <laughs> I do think the monarchy should end, and I need someone to tell me if this is possible. Why can't it end and then it just become a museum so that they still mm. make money off of like tourism but instead of like billions of dollars through unethical sources it would it'd be like a couple hundred dollars a week (laughs) (laughs) no i don't mean like them like the family i mean like the 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 united kingdom i mean i think if the family wants to run it They want to live there and run it like a B and B. If they want to run it like an inn, get her behind, get Camilla behind the counter like Lorelai Gilmore, <laughs> and let her work the phones and make a couple hundred pounds a month or a week. Can someone? Heck, it'd probably really take off. <laughs> I would like to speak with Sophie Gregoire Trudeau <laughs> about how we can make this happen. Speaking of saying goodbye to a friend, Mm -hmm. it's hard enough for a lot of people to break up with their romantic partners. But an article on Vox Mm -hmm. reveals that it can be just as hard to leave a friendship. How do you do it when you have to break up with a friend? Are you asking me? I'll go to you first, Marie. Is this a rhetorical question? (laughs) Um, I don't think I've ever had to break up with with a friend. I think that if you don't want to be friends with someone, you just slowly phase them out. So they were talking about this on The View, about how do you break up with a friend? And Joy said that she prefers to just ghost. I don't believe in ghosts, but I believe in ghosting. Yeah. Which I think that probably is the most common way that people Mm -hmm. stop being friends yeah like that's what seems that's what seems appropriate to me sarah and maybe you want to take this one away but sarah talked about how she had a friend in the past who was very clingy Mm -hmm. (laughs) so sarah very very serious and innocently starts talking about how When she was in her early 20s, it seemed, she had a friend who was, like, obsessed with her, and she wanted to talk on the phone with her every day, and Sarah had to, like, have a conversation and be like, listen, there isn't really anyone in my life who I talk to for an hour on the phone every day other than, like, maybe my parents or, like, the person I'm dating. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Red flags are going off. Then she continues to say that the girl would get really jealous of her spending time with other people. And then it escalated to the point that she would like 
kind of come up with different reasons why she would have to hang out with Sarah, such as saying like, oh my God, something happened to like my pet. Like you have to come over right now. And it's like escalating. It's She's really painting a picture of like, this girl was clearly in love with her or maybe even was under the impression that they were <laughs> more than friends. <laughs> and Sarah had no idea. It was someone from and, the volleyball team. It was someone from the volleyball team. Let's just say it. And um, Sunny just flat out points out, like, Sarah, she was in love with you. <laughs> and Sarah, like, it had never occurred to Sarah that that was a possibility. No, it happened live she was on The View. <laughs> she was stopped in her tracks by what Sunny said and was like, I never thought of that. Huh. She kept having life emergencies, and some of them weren't truthful. Like, you know, my dog's sick. I, you need to come now. This, and I'm the type of friend that I'm like, oh my gosh, you well, need me. I'll be there. Well, she a manipulator. Have been in love with you. That's a that's a romantic. Oh. I am like joy She might have been in love with you. I never I, thought. They <laughs> just went on to the next person. Like that was her sliding doors moment. <laughs> But the reason that I really wanted to talk about this topic is because Alyssa told a story and it nearly got sporty. (laughs) She opened up once again about her time in the White House, saying that she had to break up with a friend who she met in the White House, (laughs) who (laughs) she said that there were warning signs, uh, but she was like, no, this is a very close friend. Love her. Mm-hmm. And her husband said, and even her-, her her husband said, "Don't trust this girl." <laughs> yeah. But Alyssa, who is famous for ignoring red flags, she's famous for ignoring red flags <laughs> and also proud boy flags. <laughs> and as she's saying this, Sunny interrupts and says, "Was it Kellyanne Conway?" <laughs> I was cowardly. I didn't break up with her. I never just said like. I know you have it out for me. I've gotten wind. Was it Kellyanne Conway saying this? <laughs> no. Um, but instead, I just, was it Kellyanne Conway? I just tried to boost it. Like we were thinking it. Everyone was thinking it. Sunny was like on fire in this segment. She was like, "Let me just say what everyone's thinking." Okay. One final hot topic before we say goodbye. I'll read you what Joy said. Tell me, are you someone who sends dirty or provocative texts to a partner? Well, look twice before you hit send. A new survey reveals that the average adult has sent dirty texts to the wrong person six times. (laughs) Now, how can that be possible that someone has done that six times and also like if that's the average and let's assume that like most people have done it once or twice and they're admitting to or they're admitting to it once or twice that means that other people who were polled were admitting to doing it like 10 times (laughs) how do you in order for six to be the average how do you not like do it once and then like learn you're <laughs> so scarred again. by that that like how do you do yeah. it again yeah like that's not something i would take lightly but Alyssa said she has sent a naughty text or two she said that her and her husband were long distance and she has to keep it spicy somehow i feel like Alyssa really kind of like 
took charge in this topic and was like, I'm the millennial on the panel and was trying to teach everyone about what airdrop is and what hidden messages are. Because she said that it's like a thing that you go on the subway and sometimes people will airdrop you like a (laughs) dirty pig. (laughs) To which Sarah said, this is why I do not ride the subway. (laughs) But okay, this is important because so... In our last episode, we said we were criticizing Alyssa for not having the replies turned on on her Twitter, which I actually don't care whether she has them on or not. Like I Uh said, we were just being nasty. Yeah. (laughs) Since she followed us and unfollowed us, she has Mm -hmm. turned them on on her Twitter. But I realized her talking in this topic about how if you look at your Instagram account. She was like, all of you probably have hidden messages right now that are dirty pics of yeah. weird people messaging you. I, I hate to say this because you're all beautiful public figures. I guarantee if you look at your Instagram accounts, you have hidden messages of men sending you really? pictures from That's I have what's a, in there? I, I guarantee it. it. And I thought... Mm-hmm. It's all clicking. Like, yes. why she keeps like, it private. That's why. Mm-hmm. Yes. I find, like... Sending nude pics has gotten, like, you know that it has become so normal when, like, you see, like, Twitter circles becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, on, I don't know if this exists yet, but I think, like, on Grinder, there's, like, I feel like I saw, like, an article about them, like, introducing a feature where you can, like, prevent people from sending you unsolicited photos, maybe, or some other uh-huh. app. I don't know. I feel like that's how you know that people be sending nudes. Like, it's so prevalent. Like, you can't send pictures on TikTok DMs because it's so prevalent that it would just be flooded with unwanted nudes. Weenie pics. Unwanted weenie pics. Yeah, exactly. I did receive a weenie pic on uh, (laughs) WhatsApp. Anybody we know? I don't know who it was. I went, ah! And then I just, I just like blocked the person. What, what was it like a distorted oh, yes, sure window? No, it was like a, it was like a, it was a big What are you thing. doing here? Whoa. <laughs> I thought I was right. going to die. There's nothing wrong with it as long as you have consent. True. And when you're on the subway trying to airdrop Alyssa Farah Griffin, a weenie pick that's not it there was there was no consent and just make sure that you're okay with Alyssa then taking that photo and hanging it up in the smithsonian <laughs> because she actually had the power and the access to do that wendy on the views facebook page said i sure enjoyed the laughter and fun It was very refreshing to see such humor. If anyone has a problem with it, you should go and buy some Metamucil and loosen up. (laughs) That's true. And then someone responded, replied to that comment with a gif of a bouquet of roses and said, Happy birthday, Sarah. That's the end of the podcast. That's it. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to say? 
No, God, it's so great to have so much new TV to watch. Claim to fame. Claim to fame. Sherry. Sherry. Alyssa. The Alyssa experience. The Alyssa show. (laughs) Really great stuff happening. Okay, well, that's all the podcast we have for you today. If you're still here, thank you for listening. You know where to find us. And until next time, everyone have a great day and take a little time to enjoy being intentional about having a good time. Hit it, trainees. <laughs> <laughs>